Hello and welcome to News Warrior, your weekly podcast on various strategic and defense issues. I am Nitin Gokhale. This week, update from the failed talks in Ladakh and what it means for the future of India-China border tension and India-China broad relationship. So on 10th of October, India and China held their 13th round of talks on the Ladakh situation on the Chinese side of the border at Chushul Moldo border meeting point. And there, contrary to all expectations, a stalemate happened between India and China after 12 rounds of some amount of development and progress between the two sides after the standoff began in May 2020. So what went wrong? Simply this, that the Chinese had come with a predetermined notion that they will not allow further disengagement at the remaining friction points in Ladakh. Petrol point 15, and then of course the old issue of Depsang and uh, Demchok along the line of actual control in Ladakh. While India had made certain proposals for disengagement where troops would go back uh, at least a kilometre or two on either side, and then that will be followed by de-escalation between the two sides which had brought in more than 60,000 troops following the beginning of the standoff in May 2020. While the disengagement did take place in the north bank of Pengangso and then uh, of course the face-to-face, -face, almost eyeball-to-eyeball -eyeball deployment on the Kailash range uh, of mountains was also uh, then de-escalated or disengaged. The subsequent progress has been rather slow. Although Gogra was resolved in the 11th and the 12th round, the 13th round seems to have come as quite a surprise to many observers of uh, the India-China recent standoff. What could have gone wrong? Well, I think, so we have to look back into the history of India-China border tension in the mid-80s. The Sundarung Chu incident in Arunachal Pradesh started off with a small standoff, then developed into a bigger standoff where India mobilized almost equal number of forces as the Chinese had done there in those years. And yet, despite the eyeball-to-eyeball -eyeball confrontation, the standoff and the stalemate continued for six years before it was finally resolved at the political level. Here in Ladakh, the standoff has been on since May 2020, as we know. So there is a long way to go if you compare the standards of what happened in Sundarangchu. Although, one must say, within a year in Ladakh, a lot of progress happened because India took countermeasure in the Kailash range operations in which it gained ascendancy over the Chinese forces or Chinese deployment. So, a lot of these contentious points were resolved. But since then, there have been geopolitical changes which are not to the liking of the Chinese. There are domestic issues and domestic developments within China that are creating instability in the country itself and the leadership is under pressure. Especially President Xi Jinping is under pressure because one, he's appointed himself the supreme leader for life and two, the financial institutions, financial companies, some tech companies are uh, going down in the stock market. Uh, their valuation is going down. Uh, the unemployment rate rather has increased and the Xi Jinping method of controlling the society through various means like his own thoughts, 
by trying to control the number of hours that children can play video games, the number of hours people can watch soap operas, film stars being completely erased from the collective memory of the Chinese. All this is adding to domestic pressure, domestic tension. Now, what does a strong leader do when this kind of pressure builds up within the country? He tries to divert the attention of the people through hyping up nationalism to, through provoking reactions in the, amongst the citizens by creating a border incident. So one of the reasons why the May 2020 border standoff took place in Ladakh was, of course, that uh, Xi Jinping wanted to show that China was the boss. The second was the, uh, the domestic pressure, where he wanted to divert some attention from the coronavirus kind of criticism that was happening across the world against China. And three, as I said, in the recent months, uh, he's not been able to uh, get the decisions right within China. That's one reason. Second, of course, the global geopolitical churn, where the uh, Australian, the United States and the UK decision makers have come together to form a new alliance called AUKUS, which is a pure military alliance, where uh, the Americans are going to give submarines to Australia to defend itself against Chinese aggression. This is different from Quad, which is not yet a military alliance where India is also a member. And uh, therefore, the Chinese now think that the world is increasingly ganging up against them. And uh, not just uh, in South China Sea, not just uh, on the Indian land border, but also in Western Pacific, which is their main uh, objective at the moment to compete with the United States. So that is something that has also contributed to what China wants to do as far as the border standoff with India is concerned. All events in the past two or three months or between the two rounds of talks, the 12th round and the 13th round in Ladakh points to that. Look at the way the Chinese have tried to probe Indian defenses, Indian preparedness in first in Uttarakhand at Barahauti, which is an old traditional incursion or ingress area. In fact, the first ever recorded intrusion by the Chinese forces into India had occurred in Barahauti in 1954. So they tried to probe it there. They came in on horseback. They came in near the bridge, which is kind of a common border between the two countries. And then another 100 strong or 200 strong Chinese forces came into an area in Tawang, which is a very sensitive area for India-China relations, where there is a Buddhist monastery, where uh, the Chinese have been claiming Tawang as part of South Tibet. They came into those areas, but surprisingly for the Chinese, the Indian response was not only strong, but it was unusual. Unusual in the sense that Indian forces detained 200 Chinese soldiers for more than five to six hours before the hotlines were worked and the Chinese soldiers were returned. Now, all of you know you've been watching our programs from Eastern Arunachal Pradesh. India's military preparedness, both physically and in terms of uh, the confidence that the troops have against the Chinese has increased manifold in uh, Arunachal Pradesh, which was a weak link uh, in the earlier years. But because what China did in Ladakh, what India could normally have done in five years, let's say, of building infrastructure, improving facilities, inducting more troops, inducting more technology, inducting more assets, all that has happened in the short time of two years. So China actually has forced India to tactically improve its position, its defenses, its aggressive posture wherever required and allowed or sort of uh, compelled India to uh, go in for better equipment, better soldiers profile, 
more inductions and more forward deployment. So in a way, by doing a tactical operation in Ladakh, China actually lost India strategically. And that's something that they will live to regret because all this would have happened over a period of five to six years. But now, as we found out and as we showed you, India's preparedness has improved manifold. It's no longer the India of the old in the sense that there are used to be areas where India could not reach earlier. But because of the induction of assets like Chinook, the ULH, the ultralight howitzer M777, improved infrastructure, improved ISR capabilities, India is in a better position in Arunachal Pradesh. I won't say it's a completely ideal situation, but India has improved the defences in Arunachal Pradesh where Indian military leadership thinks the next trouble will come. Although the Chinese have refused to disengage at some of the remaining friction points in Ladakh, the next trouble is likely to be in the eastern sector, which is Arunachal Pradesh or Sikkim. And therefore, the preparedness there has improved as shown in the detention of the Chinese in Tawang. So what next is the question, inevitable question. The next is that this is a long haul. India has to prepare itself to stay the course, spend required money, the funds, uh, induct more troops, more technology, stabilize its uh, induction in Ladakh. This will be the second successive winter in which India is going to have its troops stationed at high altitude and super high altitude areas which is not uh, something new for India, but a continuous deployment is new and I think uh, this will become a new normal. While Chinese also have to spend that kind of money to keep the uh, troops there and keep them protected and keep them uh, comfortable, but uh, well, Chinese have better, uh, deeper pockets, but that doesn't mean that India cannot match that kind of deployment. Already, rebalance of forces has taken place along the northern frontier. As you all know, now the one core, one strike core, uh, is now assigned to Western sector uh, for offensive uh, operations when required. 17 Mountain Strike Corps based in Panagad is now fully uh, assigned to the Eastern Command for Sikkim and Arunachal Pradesh. And therefore, India has options not just defensive in nature, but also offensive in nature when required. I think this is the sum total of what has happened and therefore, China has decided that there is no point doing the disengagement followed by de-escalation and de-induction of its forces because it wants to keep India under pressure. India is the only country in Asia which has the long-term potential of competing with China on various fronts. Neither Japan nor South Korea nor uh, Australia in the Indo-Pacific has the wherewithal or the capacity to take on the Chinese individually or singly. India is also not in a position right now, but it will get there in no time. Therefore, the Chinese attempt to put India down whenever possible, especially the big objective of the 2020 standoff in Ladakh was this, to keep India off balance and keep India occupied in South Asia and not allow it to join the US-led alliance or US-led partnership in the Indo-Pacific. That was the main objective. But there are several other objectives one can talk about. I've spoken about it in the, in the previous episodes. But for the moment, I just wanted to give you this update. We will keep bringing you the latest from the border, whether it's Arunachal Pradesh, Sikkim or Ladakh, and of course, the Indian Ocean region, whenever required. For the time being, I'm going to sign off. But please do tell your friends and family to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on our social media handles, and of course, support us financially whenever you can, if you think this is worth your penny. Until the next time, it's goodbye.